Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls. Gather around your internet machine box. Grab a Corona. Throw on some zap. Because it's time for... The the Long Long Shot Shot Podcast. With with your host... Amber Cammy, Flam, and Amber. Sean, Jamie. Why do you keep saying Sean? I didn't. He's one more time. <laughs> That's it. Okay, bye. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm Jamie Flam, and, and I'm welcome the host of, of the, the Long Shot Podcast, recorded live from All, all Things Comedy Studios. In the, the whole podcast is going to be this weird improv game. Click. <laughs> <laughs> That was the best intro we've ever had. Oh, yes. I mean, definitely the best, uh, both of us saying at the same time intro. I liked it. Yeah. Are you going to keep both takes? Yep. Cool. It's the power I have as the editor of this podcast. Hey, guys. Uh, I don't know if you've picked up on it, but Sean Conroy is not here. Could I read the text exchange yeah. to make sure that I'm not misreading anything? You're starting with the one that he sent yesterday? Yeah. Is that too personal? I don't remember what it said. It, it starts like off that, a little bit personal. Hey, guys. Um, here's a little bit of peek into my sex life of late. Was it that one? Yeah. Um, I'll, <laughs> I'll edit parts at the beginning and the end. Okay. But in the middle it says, but just checking to see if we're on for Monday. And then what do we respond? I wrote, I believe we are on for tomorrow night. And then you wrote, Jamie Flam, yeah, no one booked yet. Let's get them on. Cause Interestingly enough, I had booked someone. <laughs> you did? Who texted me at 640. Um, Everything's fucked up about this episode. No, I I'd booked them and also had dinner plans with them. I was going to have dinner and then I was like, ugh, I had other dinner oh, plans. Oh, you could have had dinner with them. Who was it? Was it Jerry Seinfeld? It was Jerry Seinfeld. Anyway, that happens. We all say sounds good. And then today at 7.50. We record at 8.30. <laughs> at 7.50, we get this text message from Sean. Oh, I feel like it's too personal. Oh. But basically, I wanted to read the one from yesterday because maybe he was putting a foot in the water to see if we should cancel. Mm. And we misread. But I don't think we misread. It sounded like he wanted to. Yeah. So anyway, it'll be just the two 7:50. of us again. 7.50. And we lost our guest as well. Who was the guest? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Secret. We had dinner together. <laughs> Me and Amber had dinner tonight. <laughs> That's the first time we've had a meal together. Just yeah, the two of five us. Five and a half years. Uh, Cafe Gratitude. Mm-hmm. So, oh, my God. That brownie was out of control. Oh, my God. It was called the I Am. I Am Surrendering. Oh, the I Am Surrendering. And you had the I Am. I Am is the tacos. <laughs> I am tacos. <laughs> and I had the I am whole. I am the azuki bowl. Man. Uh, but it was delicious. Um, had a glass of wine and uh, just caught up. I feel bad that you had to cancel on your dinner plans and our guest. No, I mean, no. It's okay. It worked out. Mm. So many secrets in this group right now. So many secrets. Do you have any like major secrets you want to divulge? Yeah. This is it. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I mean, I've, we all have secrets. Sure. Hey, so a lot of things happened since we last met. It's been at least two weeks. Well, two weeks ago, we recorded with Pete. 
Right, at the mattress store. And the week before that, I think me and you recorded. Mm-hmm. And the week before that, just you and Sean recorded. <laughs> we haven't... Are you and Sean the same person? Are you not allowed to be in the same room at the same time? Yeah. Like, we, no, we you were both at the That's mattress That's a crazy Miss Doubtfire situation. <laughs> <laughs> Great character work. It's a lot easier for Sean to become Jamie, I think. Why? You could be Sean. Do Sean right now. No, I'm talking about like just costume-wise. <laughs> He's a much bigger person than me. Oh. <laughs> He's like it's, He has to take things off. I have to put a lot of things on. Oh, see, I feel like it's easier to put on padding than to like make yourself shorter and thinner. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, honey. It's not easy to do that. All right. I mean, not that I'm trying to get shorter, but... Um, you know that um, you just called me honey. Did I? I? Yeah, and <laughs> that's not what I was saying. Um, this is something that I've been thinking about, and I almost tweeted, but I didn't. So, half the press is y'all. You're hearing a tweet in a draft. But um, my boyfriend only refers to me as honey on stage doing a bit. He's never once called me honey in real life. That's hilarious. But on stage, he'll be like, "Honey." <laughs> What does that say, mean? What does that mean? Probably similar for most comics. I mean, he calls me cute Jeremy. names, but never honey. Specifically not honey. Do you want him to? No, I feel like now, because it's become like the joke girlfriend name, that I would almost be offended. Are you going to puke? What's going on? <laughs> I'm looking at the light because it's supposed to make you sneeze. <laughs> you got really emotional. <laughs> You are a honey. <laughs> and he should know that and refer to you as such. You're sweet. Thank you. Mm, I guess that sneeze is not going to happen. So what's been going on with you, Jamie? Oh, my God. Whirlwind. Um, I think the biggest thing worth reporting, and we talked about it when, when you and I were just talked a few mm-hmm. weeks ago, but uh, me and Vanessa uh, Ragland, my writer partner and uh, one of my best friends, she's out of the groundlings. And she has free time, and we've committed to producing and making all of our dreams come true. What are your dreams, or are they top secret? No, I mean, the dreams are to enchant the world. (laughs) (laughs) But through um, producing um, exciting and awesome entertainment products and... Entertainment products. (laughs) We want to make TV shows and movies and and Broadway musicals and... Sketch shows and all these things, and we've been doing it for off and on for five years. Right. And this is the first time, like, we've been doing this for I five know, years. It's crazy. Five and a half, maybe. So, as of uh, two weeks ago, we set a date to record our first podcast. So, the podcast, it's a variety show, is the concept. Oh, cool. And it's, it's a platform for all of our stuff. So, it's not just right. interviews per se, it's here's a sketch and here's, right. um, so uh, it takes some a lot songs. of um, pre production, a lot of pre production, a lot of post production. A lot of during production. A lot of and during production. <laughs> a lot of production production. What's that part called? That's in production. And of course, last Thursday was our first recording session where we actually had guests coming and it was going to be a thing. And oh, I thought it was still in the future. So one already happened. We recorded ninety um, percent of the first episode. Wow. And as they we say, the closer, first ninety percent is the hardest. It is. The last 10% is just a, a, a song called Fart Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> and that's literally just me farting. Ugh, never mind. I got to stop with the fart humor. No, you or don't. Or start with the fart humor. Farts are funny. Facts. They are. There's such a weird noise coming out of someone's butt, man. It's funny. It's humanizing. It's humbling. 
So, but of course, as we got closer to that, that like we're recording a week, of course, a week out, I was like, Vanessa, we're not ready for this. We let's, let's make it two weeks. Just trying to buy that time. And Vanessa, God bless her, was just like, no way in hell. Right. It doesn't have to be perfect. You got to start. We just got to jump in and it might not be exactly what we want. I need a Vanessa. Yes. But the, the most inspiring week because instantly, you know, I've been talking about wanting to start my own podcast and do my own thing for <coughs> years. <laughs> what? You're currently doing your own podcast. <laughs> well, I, I know. With your Where I can be fully expressed. <laughs> um, and, but I have so many documents, so many, I've probably talked about this on this podcast a lot, but so many spreadsheets and ideas and I've, everything's organized and every thought and idea. And as soon as we started, um, organically, it started becoming what it needed to become. Ugh. And as soon as we started recording, as soon as we started booking guests, as soon as we started writing this and putting it together, it's like, oh my God, this is, I get so bogged down and overwhelmed with all these details, but you just got to jump in and things are going to, and it's only been a week, but we're, we're, we almost have this first episode done. And it feels right. And it feels right. And I've been so like, it's energizing rather than um, draining. Yes. It's the most energizing thing in the world. And I feel like I'm, I'm back like on the path, like the true path of like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's such a good feeling. And you still, we have no idea where it's going to go. Right. And people might hate it. And some people might hopefully love it. And some people are going to like some of the songs and weird shit on it. I mean, we, it's really weird. Not you. <laughs> um, there literally is a, a fart patrol segment. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, that's, that's pretty much it. And it, it was just the most inspiring thing because it's, it's, we all have a million ideas and so many of our listeners and I have connected with this with all of us because you know, you want it to be perfect and it's just, you have to just dive in and do it, and there's no other way. For sure. That's something that I am battling currently. What do you want to dive into? Well, I think just perfectionism oh, in sure. general makes it so that I don't even decide what to dive into. Because I'm like, well, I have to wait till it's the perfect project that will change the face of comedy and the planet and bring world peace. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, that's a lot of pressure, Amber. How about you just fucking do something? Just do anything. Oh, mm -hmm. I was thinking about this kind of random, but Jeff Ross, mm -hmm. the comedian, I was like, he probably didn't start his career as Being... the roast master. No, for sure not. And he, he's at the improv the other night. That's what I was thinking of him. It's like, he was just a stand-up, and then he, he just, just did a bunch of things. Right. And then a roast happened, and he happened to be kind of a snarky guy. I don't I, This could be completely wrong, right. by the way. But, like, you no, never know. No, he went to roast school. Oh. I have nothing to follow up with that. <laughs> Which is the school that teaches you how to, to cook roast. <laughs> But uh, there was a snarky roast <laughs> teacher who <laughs> saw something in that kid. He's like, "You need to leave." And Jeffy hit the clubs in New York City. So, and I, I, you know, I think about this podcast too. Like when we started, we didn't know. Like, if you you told oh, us like in five years, my God, I was, I still am, but even more so, like scared of my own oh shadow. Oh my God. <laughs> It was hilarious. So yeah, I was so scared. But imagine that you told us, "All right, first episode. I didn't even know you. In five years, mm -hmm. you're going to be in your own studio at ABC. Well, this Studios. isn't my studio. It's a studio that we <laughs> let to record in for free with engineers right. looking at us right now. But you, you, saying your own studio, like, kind of sounds like I have this in my basement. No, I mean, but in the studio that's provided mm -hmm. to us, 
and it's just going to be me and you. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Eddie or Sean. <laughs> and we um we had dinner earlier. If somebody told me that, I'd be like, wow, that's a really specific prediction. Anyway, that's cool. It's radical. It's because we started, man. Anyway, what's up, what's up with you? So much. You went to a festival, didn't you? I did. I went to um, Omaha for Chromefest. Second year in a row. Second year in a row, and it was so fun. It's getting even better. Um, what is it, the, what is the festival? What is it all about? It's like an alt comedy festival, and it's pretty cool because Omaha has a a tight little. I didn't mean to use little. That's not a condescending unnecessarily. I'm trying to. <laughs> Did you um, Comedy community that's like growing and. Um, Compared to like the LA comedy scene, I'm sure it's tiny. Right. I know. I kept. I would say things like, it's fun to come here and hang out with my LA friends because I don't get to see them in LA. And they all were like, what, what do you mean? I'm like, oh, there's a lot going on. <laughs> we don't hang out every night. Um, but so it's really fun and it's you know, alternative comedy, and it's this big venue. Well, there's multiple venues, but the waiting room is where I had my stand-up set, and it's this big music venue that's like a cool guy music venue. I don't belong there even, never mind doing stand-up with, like, lights, and it was really, really should cool. not be in places with lights. No, 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 no. I'm Very sensitive to lights. Um, and my friends, Bandy and Rob, I described their wedding once on this podcast fucking four and a half years ago <laughs> i remember um, vandy sent in a picture of a yes 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 yeah. yes um she they live in iowa now she's teaching school there and so they drove out to omaha for the festival which was so sweet and so cool got to have dinner with them and oh the, that's the point i was making is there were people there who were just so stoked that things were happening people had driven miles and miles and miles and miles to, and it made me feel kind of like a L.A. jaded douchebag because I'm like, oh, like this kind of stuff happens for free all right. every night. Yawn, but um, not yawn because they were all fantastic. Doesn't jaded. Just like I was like, oh yeah, like people are still like beside themselves about stuff like this. Right. I forgot almost. And I had a good show that was really fun. We stayed with Jeff's family again. Mm. Um, I felt like last year it didn't go well. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> what happened last year? Was, didn't something happen as you were leaving? Mm. Did I just make up a story in my head about you were leaving and like his mom called you back and said, one more thing, honey. <laughs> that definitely didn't happen. I'm sure there's... Never come back. I'll listen to the episode. Um, no, you won't. No, I won't. I will not. <laughs> I will absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> anyway, to all of our um, big time bands out there, go back to episode... <laughs> Something. Six oh eight. <laughs> About a year ago. We'll say it's seven oh eleven. Seven eleven. Seven eleven. Um, but I think last year it was the first time I was meeting Jeff's family, and I was really, really, really stressed out about it. And normally, I'm great with parents. Parents like me. Like, if anything, of course, they like me more than they like their own kids. They like. Friends in high school, their parents would see me and be like, you should come over more often. I think I come off as wholesome and as a good influence. Yeah. And nice and stuff. 
Listen to me brag about parents liking me. Anyway. You point, are all those things. Point is, I met Jeff's family. This was a huge deal because I'd never met them before. And we had been dating on and off for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And I wanted them to love me. Kind of expected them to. And they were just like, hey. And it drove me insane. <laughs> I And I think it was one of those things... I said this earlier to you, but let's pretend like we didn't have dinner for a second. Mm-hmm. Jamie, could you stop being so weird about it? I'm the one being weird. Yeah, I yeah. was calling myself out. Um, that I don't think anything was different this year in them. I think I was different. I think I was more comfortable in my skin. I was more secure as a person. I was more secure in my relationship with Jeff. And I was kind of had the attitude of like, I'd sure like it if you liked me, but I'm cool if you don't. And last year, I if I even got the hint that they weren't liking me, I was like acting more bizarre for them to start liking me, which is it's a slippery slope because you could smell the desperation. So what what was the, how did they feel about you this time? It felt like it went better. And again, I how would they not like like how would well they're they just they people? just they're great people. I think they're just not very um, effusive. Effusive. <laughs> That's exactly what I was gonna say, but then you said it like you didn't know what it meant. I don't know what it means. It's like um, right. sort of expressive and yeah, okay, yeah. bubbly and bright. I so guess, I guess I that's probably not the correct definition. But um, yeah, they're not. They're a little Midwestern reserved. It was my first time in the Midwest. I guess reserved. So I was, uh, I don't know. And also my parents, I'm spoiled by my cheese ball parents. Like when I go to visit them when I leave, they like are arm in arm in the driveway, like waving goodbye with tears in their eyes. That's not Jeff's family's vibe. No, no, no. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. No, no, son. no. They were so generous. It was crazy. There was like 11 of us comics staying at their house. And Jeff, I guess, had told them that one's a vegetarian, one's vegan, one's gluten-free, one's dairy-free, like all this crazy shit. So we'd wake up in the morning and there would be like the most beautiful breakfast spread you've ever seen in your whole life. An option of each of these wow. crazy diet dietary things which was so unnecessary We're, it was so generous and so kind and uh there was even like one day there were cinnamon rolls and then there was like a bunch that didn't have like the frosting on top and it said non-dairy Aww. isn't that cute it's disgusting but it's cute uh so that's what like i think people show love in different ways mm-hmm. they're not like ooey gooey um like the frosting on those cinnamon right rolls. but they do give me that ooey gooey frosting Right. We all show different ways of our of delivering our ooeyness <laughs> and our gooeyness. And I <laughs> I was gonna say speaking of ooey and gooey <laughs> and it wasn't gonna go anywhere appropriate. <laughs> um and also this was a big t- thing. All the comics left and our flight was a little bit later. So I got to go out to lunch with Jeff's family, like just me and Jeff and his family. So that was the first time we've hung out without that's the other thing it's hard to have a good impression when there's 10 people shouting about 9-11 mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. making like pussy jokes i mean like, it's like dumb comics you know <laughs> josh and drosky <laughs> okay. 9-11 well, constantly like, but not like ironically I like know. in a hipster like 9-11 was an inside job and i'm like hi mr and mrs wattenhofer <laughs> that kind of thing and just like Lots of swearing. Mm-hmm. I had to just keep. I didn't, but it was like I could have been pretending. Like I don't even get these jokes. What are they saying? But I am what I am. You are what you are. 
And Jeff's mom saw him do stand-up for the first time. He didn't let her come last year because he was too freaked out. And he destroyed, so that was really cool. Awesome. Also, he's my roommate now, as of yesterday. We moved in together. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> not something to gloss over. You've been talking about about. I know. I'm months. scared that I'm boring people because I'm like, oh, we looked at three apartments. We looked at two apartments. We found an apartment. We moved into an apartment. Like, we get it. You have a fucking apartment. And how is it? It's great. Honestly, moving it with him was the least stressful move I've ever encountered. We just, like, worked together in a team. Like, we weren't, like, annoyed with each other or snapping at mm-hmm. each other or anything, even though we were tired and hungry. And we're, like, knock on wood, basically done. We're basically all moved in and everything's unpacked. Granted, we need to get a couch and a coffee table and chairs and a table and a lot of stuff. But... You're kind of glowing. It was, it was wonderful. I mean, I guess it's a little early to make grand predictions about I was knocking on the table no one's knocking on the door um about you know the state of things and like that they're going to be perfect from here on out and then they lived happily ever after but it's just here's the big question everyone wants to know mm-hmm. does he live to tell it sit down up <laughs> that was weird on many levels the lack of accent the lack of commitment to anything but yeah I mean um we went to Target after we moved everything in yesterday and I picked out the dumbest welcome mat I could find. And he let me get it. It's a watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? It's just stupid. It's like we're four years old. You get to be Gallagher every time you walk in the house. Exactly. And then, um, I don't know, we were just having fun, buying dumb stuff that you need as as human beings who live together. But then we'd be like, oh, should we get these uh Glittery letter A. Should we get this glittery letter A? We had to be there. It was a lot of fun. Wait, 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 it was a couple bits. What do you need a glittery letter A for? You don't. That was the funny joke. Oh, got it. Oh, got it. <laughs> <laughs> they have glitter. What's a glittery? Like, if you letter? go to Target, they just have like a section that's like letters. Like it's a big oversized letter. I guess people hang them on their walls. Oh, okay. Like the uh, Ashtons. Yes, like the Ashtons. Or Ashton. Uh, or the. Uh, and Family I don't know. Bardvarks? We were just With like my, a good team. Too. I don't. I don't think either of us were like putting our feet up and making the other person work. He went back to his apartment to clean it, and I unpacked all the boxes. So when he came back, it was like a lot better. But then, of course, he came back with a surprise: groceries. I'm like, God damn it! I thought that I was. I thought I was being the good kid in the relationship, but he's always a step ahead of me with the mm. thoughtfulness. <laughs> I want what you have <laughs> so bad. Um, well, but I'm we don't happy. have um, cable, and we won't till Friday, and we don't have gas, so we can't cook. So oh, yesterday I had McDonald's and Taco Bell on the same day, mm. and I feel like a piece of garbage. You should. It's, <laughs> it's garbage the worst body. thing you can do. Yeah. I know. Um, you reminded me too. I my internet. I your internet. At home. <laughs> oh. So I've been in this place almost three years, believe it or not. That, what? I know. How long were you at Grandma's? Grandma's was probably only like five months. Oh, it felt like that was a lot longer. Well, then I was with my parents for about... Oh, right. <laughs> I don't think it was a full I year, met maybe. you at Grandma's. Mm-hmm. Then you were at your parents... Maybe for a year. Maybe wow. nine months. It felt like longer. I forget. But it was a while there. But when I moved into this new place, my, my friend and her parents owned the building. And oh. she lived upstairs. 
she doesn't live there anymore but she had internet and i got the reception in my apartment she was like just have it so you don't have internet anymore and then she moved out like a year ago but somehow the the girl that she knew that moved into her apartment just kept the box anyway it's gone as of last wednesday and it's a kind of a joke in our office the improv that you just come to work to go on the internet well then also i don't know how to get internet (laughs) i don't i've never had to get internet i haven't either and like time time warner and then (laughs) all these plans and like how come this is six gigabytes and versus 18 and the next one and i just cannot deal with it that's how i feel about insurance like every once in a while i'm like i should go to a doctor and people are like do it just do it just like look on your insurance to see what doctor and then it, it's like conflict, like you can go to this one, but you oh. can't go to this one and these plans. And I was like, I'm not that dumb and I can't fucking figure this shit out. It's retarded. <laughs> Don't use that, Is that the bad, yeah. not Even in that context? I think I think in any, unfortunately. You can't just use, okay. I, I'm trying to be better about just accepting that. All right. Um, Ixnay on the retarded <laughs> <not> A. <laughs> <laughs> Move past it. No <laughs> one's tripping, Jamie. You learn your lesson. Um, but yeah, I'm sore from the move. I don't live in that house anymore. Oh, do you miss it? No. No. I have a parking spot. I mean, it's it hasn't even been 24 hours. <laughs> I haven't been home yet today. I left at 6.45 this morning. How exciting. Get to go home. <clears throat> honey, I'm home. A special friend. So you do say honey. Or do you say honey? I say honey. Well, I don't. I do when I say, honey, I'm home. Got it. In reference to, what do you really say? I don't know. I've literally never done it yet. All right. (laughs) Let's plan it out. Here's some options. Honey, I'm home. Uh Bitch, I'm back in the house. Uh, I'm not sure if he'll be home yet. Where my motherfucking boyfriend at? Where's Uh, my money at? Where my money at? Um, Just fucking knock the door down with your foot (laughs) and be like, bam. (laughs) Slam attack. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Has he been on our podcast? Gallagher. Yeah, he's on. <laughs> he was our first back-to-back guest in season four. Remember? <laughs> we could just make up facts. I know, at this point. Make it be true. I don't even remember who's on this podcast. <laughs> What's going on with you, Jamie? Or did you already check yeah, it? Yeah, I already. We're, we're, Are you sure? I talked about the podcast. Oh, right. Okay. There's probably, probably other a good stuff, time to take a break. Yeah. It's 26 minutes in, yeah. Aaron's nodding. Let's let's take a break. We'll be back after these messages. This is the Longshot Podcast. I'm Amber Kenny. This is the meat of the podcast. If you'll recall, two podcasts ago, 
Was it two? It's been like two podcasts ago. Like two, two podcasts. <laughs> two podcasts ago. Two podcasts ago. Uh, Jamie and I answered a series of questions, and we are currently one third the way into being in love. Let's make it two thirds, huh? Yeah. So remind them how it works. It so basically, it's, it's a this um, survey. No, it's not a survey. It's a series of questions. Census. Is this the census? <laughs> <laughs> no understanding of anything. I think this is the 2008 Are we census. voting? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mama care? <laughs> I guess it's Obama care. Also, just to go back to the joke, but if Tupac was alive, he would definitely have a Tupac cast. There's got to actually be a, actually like a big Tupac I'm cast. sure there yeah. is. I'm sure of it. What would that be like? And go a little something like, <laughs> hit it, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're talking about All Eyes on Me, his classic from 1996. Hit it, boys. <laughs> this is Tupac Cast on the All Things Comedy is, Network. <laughs> he talking in third person. Oh, it wasn't supposed to be Tupac. Oh. It was supposed to be his gotcha. fan base. Okay. So there was some article in the New York Times or something. I'm not even describing it well. But... Basically, a psychologist or somebody came up with a list of 36 questions that you sit in a room and you answer them with another person and you will fall in love with that person. You, and that person will fall in love with you. Those people will fall in love. If you look each other in the eyes. That well, that, we'll <clears throat> get there. We'll get there. That might not be in this two-thirds. It might be. Anyway, we answered 12 questions. Two pox ago. Um, so let's get down to it. Let's ask. <clears throat> let's do the second two thirds. Great. So we'll just switch off questions. Mm -hmm. Great. So uh, question number thirteen. Lucky number thirteen. Ooh, spooky. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? If a crystal ball. <laughs> oh, no, this is going to be a while. <laughs> Wait, I'm just going to look at it. If. <laughs> could tell you the truth, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? This is going to be sound retarded. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd want to see how many times I've said that word inappropriately in the last five minutes. And I would be like, oh, wait, I don't need the crystal balls twice. Um, maybe three times. I, I used to play basketball a lot mm -hmm. and I miss playing basketball but I would play for hours in my backyard and just shoot you still play sometimes I remember you Not dropped as much your as I'd phone like to. or something oh yeah that was recently two box ago <laughs> 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 let's start marking time in two box <laughs> two box ago <laughs> two talk seasons ago uh, but like hours rain or shine I'd be in my backyard right and actually as, as far as things in my life that I'm, I'm proud of i like i was delusional about basketball and football and sports in general i've talked about that at length on this podcast well you were a varsity player of football your senior year and that was just insane. bananas yeah but before that i always played basketball and i would play you know pick up basketball and i wasn't very good and then i just i really just played every day Ten thousand hours Ten thousand hours um, to the point where I was trying out for the Sacramento Kings and just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, how has this never come up before in five and a half years? And I don't know if you remember <laughs> a little guy named Bobby Hurley who came out of Duke, but he was kind Tupac. of a mentor to me. 
but like so in, in when I got to 10th grade there there's the I was never going to be a varsity player I was never going to be a junior varsity player but there was an a, a B team and a C team Oof. and I, I would have been I would have been thrilled to be on the C team and I tried out and was not even close like I had backyard skills playing with my friends but like not ready for like organized ball and it's embarrassing this is like what hurting my heart why because the way my brain and head and heart work if you put 10,000 hours in you're gonna make the fucking C team you would think well this is like not the way the universe works in my head well I don't know if that I put the 10,000 hours in okay this might be 5,000 hours but I kept playing and then and I tried out, I think, maybe I get in 11th grade and then not even close. And I took a basketball class. I, I think I talked about on the episode where there was a one just one day was like, all right, we're going to be grading you on how many layups you can make in a minute. That's not fair. And in front of everyone, including the varsity team who were just hanging out, like I just, the easiest that thing. That seems just like as this many, class is called Panic Dream. It was Panic Dream. But I, I just, in high school especially, like uh, we would play every single day, just pick up ball. And... It, and but there's also something to be said about just doing something because you love it, not because you're amazing at it. Oh yeah, no, I just what's she better says than to herself <laughs> about <laughs> dance. <laughs> you're good. You got it. Granted, it. <laughs> I swear. Wait till my big dreams happen. Oh man, you're gonna choreograph and dance and so much shit. Oh, I can't wait. But this is all to say, by the time I, I by the time I got to like you know senior in high school, I never played. Uh, like I actually did play in a league at one point. It's called ARC. I forgot what it was, you know. And I had like ten points over the course of the season. It was most of the other players had their moments. But uh, where I was like, I can fucking play ball. And I got to college and just played so much pickup ball. And you know, I don't know. I sound like I'm just talking like I'm the best basketball player. I'm, I'm not. But I got to a level of playing for that much where like you know I can hang and, and play ball and I love it. But I always wanted to know all the stats. Like, what is my field goal percentage for every shot I've ever taken? And I wish I could have, like, full access to all the stats. Oh, yeah, you like stats. I'd love to see what was my the most points I ever scored. What were, like, the most assists I had in, like, in a pickup game? And be like, all right, between these years. I just love looking at stats. I want to know my basketball stats. This is fascinating. If you had a crystal ball, you'd want to know your basketball I mean, if you gave me another 10 minutes to think about it, I think I'd... <laughs> Well, I mean, no, it's, I'm. This is. This actually, is how you get no, to I know mean, somebody. No, don't take it back. I'm sorry. No, I'm not taking it back. But also, just stats in general. Like, how many times have I had sex? How many times have I masturbated? <laughs> how many times have I? <laughs> I'm just curious. Like, it, it, yeah. What if they were like seventy-eight thousand times? Like, whoops. Whoopsie. <laughs> 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 Two packs ago. That's a weird reaction. <laughs> whoops. Whoops. I masturbated way too many times. <laughs> How many times have I asked out a girl and then turned down? How many? Oh God! Just, just stats of everything. How many times have but I eaten? But what, turkey? what is it about stats you like? Like, what do you? Why are you drawn to them? Because I know you aren't like you love your. You freak out if your phone dies because you have to track your steps. Yeah, that's stats. You're right. No, I'm obsessed with everything. Everything. <clears throat> I, I'm a little bit but obsessed you know with why? Like that. You know where? I don't just, know. I just like everything to it be perfect. Makes it make sense to you mm-hmm. in your head or something? want everything to be in its right place and just to know how things work out mathematically, even though I was the worst math student. But the statistics are cool to me. Anyway, I'm done. How about you? Uh, I would like to know the future. I guess it's sort of taken the opposite of what we were saying in the first segment of just like, do it 
what your passion says. But like, I want to be like, what's the ending? Where should I be heading? What should I focus on? And I know that that's not how life works and you make mistakes along the way. But I would really like to see the answers at the end of the back of the book. I feel like it might take some of the magic away. Oh, it for <clears throat> sure would. I mean, it would. And I'm not going to get a crystal ball. So it's like a non-issue. You don't know. You don't know that. <laughs> See what Santa brings this year. It's a good stocking stuffer, baby. I've been doing baby I mean, a lot. I did that today. Somebody said something like, "Oh, I have that. I have a show like that in June." I was like, "It's June, baby." <laughs> <laughs> like, who am I? <laughs> Is it a pepitone thing? I do it nonstop. Um, yeah, I guess you know, the idea of seeing the future. Like, mm-hmm. I might take back. No, I don't know. No, I, I think your answer is better than mine. I was just being honest about what my <coughs> legit um, initial thought was when I read the I think, question. I mean, not to be all hippy-dippy, but we are the arbiters of our own future. Arbiters is, that was the wrong word. Arbiters doesn't make sense. Uh, well, yeah. Dersh. But we create our own future <laughs> and by the, every decision we make. So we, in a way, we're our own crystal ball. We're also our own statistics. We are. Our own You've statistics. taken as many steps as your heart told you to take. And today, my heart said I took roughly seven thousand four. Oh, I beat you, son. Wait, huh. my phone's charging up there. I Here, I'll tell it. you how many steps I've taken so far. I walked to the library. Oh, I've taken eleven thousand four hundred and eighty oh. steps. I would be so happy with that right now because you could still get a couple. Oh, we're definitely. We got to walk right through our cars. Oh, I'm up to eighty-five fifty-three. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> This is StepsCast. <laughs> Welcome to StepsCast. All right. Take some uh, calls from our listeners. How many steps are you getting? <laughs> you 4,000. Keep it up, buddy. <laughs> I believe in you. Keep going. All right. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? Uh, no. Yes. I don't know. I think I've done everything I've dreamt of. Like, I haven't been on SNL and that's because no one's asked me. <laughs> but that's something I used to dream of. Just keep sitting around and someone's gonna ask. <laughs> someone's gotta ask. <laughs> Young lady. That's how it works, right? Would you love to be on Saturday Night Live? Well, I got a embossed invitation. <laughs> <laughs> we humbly request your presence on the fourteenth of July. What about you? I mean the first thing that came to mind was take take a dance class. Do it. You keep talking about yeah. it. What kind of dance? Like hip hop? Modern? I want to take like a survey of all of them. I think I told you like you I want to do this. You should take a junior college dance. That's Ab- modern. Modern. <laughs> I don't care. I just love moving. I had my final last Wednesday. How'd you do? It was okay. My head wasn't 100% in it because I had just gotten back from Omaha and then also I had to like, I'm moving. So like. I know you're supposed to be in the present. I work on being in the present on a daily basis, but I was very much in the past and in the future and not in the present. I get it. So my dance project, it was fine, but I wasn't like, I knocked it out of the park. I think I got an A in the class. We'll see. Maybe I'm speaking too soon. I think we should co-choreograph a, a, a dance. I would love Called that. Knocked It Out of the Park, <laughs> and it's an homage to uh, <laughs> the Negro Leagues. <laughs> Is that a weird thing to say? Yeah. I don't know. I just wanted. I was thinking like early baseball, and then I don't know. It could be like a league of their own type thing. Okay, we'll do a league of their own. 
I don't know, like the celebration of culture. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three. I feel very like, like. Lispy? Yeah. I'm going to go with it. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? It's a deep one. Hmm. I, I, playing high school football. <laughs> For real? That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> no, but I think I've talked about that before too. But like, when I look back on like that year of my life and that, or that five month period or whatever it was, like never playing football to, you know, getting to the point where I got in shape and learned how to play a sport. No, that that's, never that's you were like, one of those montages in the 80s movie. Totally. That sounds so Al Bundy-ish, though. Like, ah, those are the greatest years of my life. It's well, pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> That's and it's not even like a time where I look back like that nostalgically. No, but that you worked towards something and you accomplished. The greatest accomplishment? I don't know. I think it's uh, it's every you day. You produce a bunch of shows. Oh, what a sweet Pete answer. It is though. I mean, I'm watching my life and career grow and it's ups mm -hmm. and downs, but. You know, if you'd told me I'd be booking the Hollywood Improv. Yeah, that's. Even five years ago. And you know, knew what the fuck you were doing at this point, and, you know, I don't know. I, I'm I, that's, that's a pretty big accomplishment. Totally. I don't know. I, I think in general, just continuing to do things. It's so weird, like, that we have five years of history, but li looking back on the whole Maculata thing, that was a whole thing, remember? I th there was one point where I raised, like, $2,000 with a bunch of people, and we adopted a house for an apartment for the homeless people. Oh. It sounds like it's a big pat on the back kind of ceremony. But the question is, what is your biggest accomplishment? <laughs> okay, You're allowed to do. If ever there was an opportunity, <laughs> and but you know, and there was hundreds of people from around the country that like were part of this thing that was all yeah. about bettering yourselves. And for better or worse, it's it's kind of fallen to the wayside. And I've had my struggles in all these ways. But I don't know to be at a point in my life that I would have never predicted and have lots of opportunities still and. To have surrounded myself with amazing people, mm -hmm. truly, like from family and friends and artists, like hashtag blessed, <laughs> baby. <laughs> <laughs> baby. I guess that's all I got for now. How about you? Yeah, I, I mean, that's a good answer. I, well, it's funny because I was just thinking about this on Friday. I don't know why, but I have like an ongoing thing where I think that I don't do anything. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> And it was the end of my new landlord, like, keeps calling me. <laughs> he keeps saying, do you need to get it? No, I'm not we, gonna. We can press pause. No, it's okay. Um, That's cute that her name, can I say her name? Yeah. Lucy. Yeah. Where did we stop on the way here? Oh. Lucy's. Wow. Adobe Cafe or something. <laughs> anyway. Probably related. But I always think I don't do anything. And since it was the end of May, I was like, let's see, what what has happened this year? And I typed it out, and I'm sure I'm not going to even remember everything right now, but I built my website, I booked a commercial, I did two festivals, I produced a Liquid Feet show at UCB, I went on vacation with Jeff for the first time, I went camping, I... um. 
found an apartment with Jeff. I moved into it. I cleaned my whole room. Like that was a big accomplishment that I was gross for a long time and I'm not gross took anymore. A dance class and I a took a dance class at, at, <clears throat> at college. Like so, and then looking at all that for six months, that ain't bad. That's so more than most. So it was like, okay, it's it's nice to remind myself that I do stuff. And also, hey, why do I think that my worth is tied up into what do I accomplish? That's not great. No. But also, I mean, and you've, you've done, let's say, you know, 20 podcasts in the last six months or 30, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a thing that we're doing every we're week. We're doing something but, right now. Yeah. But my biggest accomplishment, I don't know. I would say maybe not this most recent Liquid Feet show because it was like a truncated, shortened form to fit into 20 minutes. But the I think it was the one you went to at the sweat spot. Um, That was pretty great i was pretty proud of that that was such a good show such a good show thanks and it's like all the things i like comedy and dance and um i think that yeah i could produce something well if i have a vision not like i produced it by myself i'm not saying that no it's me and vanessa have been doing things forever but we did one show was it was a presentation at comedy central um that's awesome um, but it forced us to take all these ideas and the Spangler stuff. And it was a, you know, this was a 35 or 40 minute show with, with the beginning, middle end. And we worked our asses off and had mm-hmm. the songs, everything was done. And that, the biggest feedback we got was just like, that was the most like refined piece of work you've ever done. Right. Cause you didn't have wiggle room to just like, and I mean, and you know, I think what this, these podcasts are an accomplishment or I don't know, it's, it's us, us talking, but you know, when, when it comes to making art, and seems a completed product that you really crafted. I think that's the key word for me. Like mm-hmm. when you put the craft and time in and then right. you see it pay off. That's I think we talked about this the the first third of the way that we fell in love. Um, both of us kind of can half-ass stuff mm-hmm. because we can, some things knock on wood come sort of easy. Mm-hmm. So when I do actually work my ass off, that feels really good. Totally, that's it. And yeah, I worked my ass off on that show. Okay, you want to read the next one? Yep. What do you value most in a friendship? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. That's tough. Most, I would say. Can I slash it? <laughs> Do whatever you want. Oh yeah. Um, I would say like lack of judgment slash calling me out on shit i think lack of judgment right oh I, judging I feel like, yeah, yeah. yeah i feel like i have friends where Bad i'm like making? i'm like oh i did this and they're like "Ooh, why did you do that i'm like because i'm a human and i'm yeah. coming to you because you're my friend and i don't feel great about it already because that i don't need this mm-hmm. um and also but calling me out on my shit i think because i do have a little bit of that pollyanna vibe that parents like me that i described before and I think it might be a manipulation that I have within myself that I'm working on but people tend to just kind of let me get away with stuff so I like when I have a friend who are like who's like no that's bullshit Amber like you can't just smile your way through that that was bullshit what you just did not Mm -hmm. like yelling at me all the time but just holding me accountable because I want to become a better person and that's what friends are for all right, that's getting sentimental. <laughs> I don't. That's a, that's a really good answer, actually. Really? 
I think that's a perfect slash. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Lack of judgment. I would have to agree. Uh-huh. Someone that let her, lets you be you completely. But still go, calls you out. But yeah. And I could look at all my closest friends. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think those two things exist. Also. Laughter. La- laughter. <laughs> tickling. <laughs> what are you saying? Tickling. Oh, I did, it was kind of. <laughs> yeah, you did look at tickle motion. <laughs> that was me like, come on, funny joke. <laughs> you were also, like summoning it like Harry Potter. Yes. El Pollo Loco, just as, as a concept, came into my brain, but I didn't know how to work that in. Also, uh, they like to go to El Pollo Loco a lot. Or they're loco. <laughs> or they're loco. <laughs> I like my friends to have a little bit of a wild side. <laughs> Paint the town pink, man. I mean, you have to make me laugh. I laugh pretty easily, mm-hmm. but you'd be surprised. There's some people that I'm like, <sighs> Well, I would also say good listener. Mm-hmm. We all love to talk. Mm-hmm. And I'm super, like, more than We're ever. We're all guilty of it. I can just, and a lot of our listeners on the podcast would be like, no way. But I can fucking just talk for hours. Mm-hmm. So I'd really try to be good. I'm like, oh shit, this person needs to talk to. Even <laughs> at dinner tonight. You the- this person needs to talk to. No, <laughs> that sounds like, like power off <laughs> their <Yeah>. turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's cool. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, you don't say. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, good I am a friend. <laughs> I am being your friend now. Can I borrow five dollars? <laughs> <laughs> Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> but even at dinner tonight, like you know, I was telling this, this story. And uh-huh. I won't tell about what it's about. But you're such a good listener, and I was like so excited to tell you this this whole little thing. This little. Uh, thing. I like listening. I do too, and I like to talk. And I'm, but um. You know, we have. You got really defensive when I said that. I wasn't saying that in a defensive way. When you said. You're like, I do too. I'm like, no. No, I do too. No, you. <laughs> I don't know. I did say it kind of weird. You know, you can talk to like man. These are getting sweaty. Probably the sweat. <laughs> but what was my point? That. I was being a great listener at dinner. Oh, but I, we all know I have friends and know people that are <laughs> We all know just, I, oh yeah, no. I I have a lot of friends who I'm doing it right now, but I am not gonna name names. I almost did, but where you like go to dinner and you're like, oh, you just didn't even ask me how it was yeah. the whole time. It was just like the you show, and especially I would say in comedy too. I mean, a lot of comedy people I know, and even, like, it's like even outside. Oh, I guess everyone. It can be guilty of that, <clears throat> but. And I think we've all been on both sides of it. I'm not saying it as like a those people are bad and these people are good. Like we've all been deeply entrenched in our own shit. Sure. And ha- having a hard time seeing outside of that. Absolutely, and it's something I always try to get better. And on. also thinking that it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, especially in I mean in our comedy world, but when I'm talking to a lot of comics, it's. And sometimes it's so overt. It's just, and it's now we're not even talking about friends necessarily. <clears throat> it's just like it's like, hey, what's up, man? Oh, things are going amazing for me. Like, just that's the lead-in. I have been in situations with people. I'll tell you off air, where they literally are like talking, 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 and then they're like, oh, hey, how you doing? Literally, f- 
a word comes out of my mouth and you can see the interest in their brain die. Like, they're not even hiding how they're like, this is boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't even get to boring they stuff yet. They break out the phone immediately? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Well, uh... No, literally. Like, it's like they're doing a caricature of a person who isn't listening. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, put on headphones. <laughs> <laughs> I pictured someone just diving into a, a pool on the lawn. <laughs> while you're walking with them there, that's my own brain okay so uh that was what's your most treasured memory that's so broad that's so hard 1983 just kidding <laughs> that was a rough year for me most treasured memory why not i feel like it happened in the last two weeks Aww. Well, in recent memory, that Ren Fair. Oh, right. You know, no, was it even this past Saturday night? And I can't even get into detail about it, but I was. What did I do Saturday night? What did I do <laughs> Saturday? This is so boring for, like, for anyone I like listening. That your most treasured memory was two three days ago. Days ago. <laughs> <laughs> All I remember was like I, I got home at like um, I got home at five a.m. Cool, but <laughs> nothing nothing happened. But um, I hung out with two different people, and then I ended up at the improv where it was like this magical show, and Todd Glass was on stage just jamming with a saxophone player and oh, a piano man. player. But that was like the tail or just the, I don't know. But I was like, why? And, and part of it's just this joy of like being in the, the new podcast and with Vanessa and feeling. But I was like. I have no reason to complain, and life mm -hmm. is just magic right now. I don't know. It's, we have those moments all the time. Totally. I do. I don't have them enough. Right. But like spending a couple weekends going with my family and just being like, this, this, this is great. I don't know. This is probably what a boring answer. Oh, that's great. I mean, I, winning the bronze um, in, in 1996 at Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was okay. I don't know if anyone else will find this funny, but I thought it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> on the way to Omaha, we had a layover in Salt Lake City. And on the way back, we had a layover in Atlanta. And I kept being like, we keep hitting the Olympics. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> well, like, I hope we don't have Olympics traffic. It feels like Atlanta's backtracking. It Do sure I not know was. our it, No, it was for sure was. It took forever to get home. Yeah, why don't you go? My most treasured memory. Oh, that's funny. We also don't have to keep doing this forever. What else are we going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like... They're good, but we got at least eight more minutes of questions. <laughs> and then we'll, 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 we'll wrap up and yeah, we'll yeah, do yeah. our... Okay. Um, I don't know. You talking made me think of... Remember when Eddie had that fundraiser for his documentary at The Echo? Mm-hmm. Um, until we got on stage and roasted him unnecessarily and everyone was like, we hate you, strangers. And we're like, oh, right. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I, I know it exists on tape somewhere. <laughs> but up until that moment, it was like this magic night of like, what is my life? Because we were back in the green room and it was like famous comics yeah. and there was like food and everyone was like, it sounds insanely cheesy, but it's fact, like treating me like I belonged mm -hmm. in this magic comedy world. And it was like people that I was watching on TV a day ago. Like, it's just like, what is my life? And then the next day, like 
Cinderella's gone and she's back at work answering the phones. I, I remember that too. But wasn't it kind of like a magic night? Well, I being well back and there. there's always a moment where you're like, it's just like this from now on. Yeah, no, yeah. it was just that one time. But Juliet Lewis? It was like this random. Oh, yeah, yeah, she was yeah. back there, like hanging out. Like, why? Maria Bamford was so sweet. Maria Bamford. She always is. Jane Kirkman. Who's in mm-hmm. the news right now? It's not Goulier. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> You're not going to like this one either. Uh, Do you want to read it? Yep. What is your most terrible memory? Mm. Like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I asked it. <laughs> I know. I mean, I can think of some things that I really don't want to talk about. I think that's where you got to just do it anyway and let's get vulnerable. How else are we going to fall in love, honey? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's see. Terrible. Well, one, this is a terrible memory, but this is like from childhood. We went to New York when I was like seven. We must have saved up so much money because we were poor as shit. And we stayed in this like terrible apartment that smelled like insecticide and the view was just a brick wall. It was like a hotel. I don't know. I, I everything was fucked up and my mom grew up in Brooklyn and my dad grew up in New Jersey but went to school in Manhattan so both of them were like ah New York the big city pizza pie I'm gonna show you what it's like and then um they forgot that they lived on a hippie commune for 20 years and were like <laughs> not city folk anymore my mom says she lost that edge that's mm-hmm. what she kept saying and um we went to a Broadway show we went to once upon an island once upon this island. I'm not sure what the exact verbiage is. I could look it up. It was a great show. But this is before smartphones and stuff. So after the show, we took like a wrong turn leaving Broadway. <clears throat> and it was also before, like New York City's kind of safe now. It wasn't safe, really. And so we went into a bad neighborhood. And we were also like cheese balls because my parents were like, it's Broadway, you dress up. So like my dad's wearing like khakis and like, a button-up shirt and my mom's wearing a floral dress and I'm wearing like a floral dress with like little like Mary Jane's like we looked as suburban white targets as humanly possible and um no idea where we are and I remember that I was holding both my parents I was a I'm short to begin with but I was like seven or six I don't know how old I was I was little and I was very very small we're walking on the street and I could just I keep talking about vibes tonight, but whatever. I'm big on vibes. It just like felt wrong. And at one point I turn around and I see a guy like walking like like stooped over, like real low, right behind my dad. And I like didn't know what that meant or like it didn't make sense in my brain. And then a second later, my dad goes like, hey! Uh, apparently the guy had taken my dad's wallet Mm. and my dad was like gonna fight him i don't know my dad's a hero and (laughs) then there was a second guy there with a baseball bat Mm. and so my dad's like okay 
I guess we're not going to do that. And um, we flagged down like a police car, but he had stolen like all of our cash for the vacation. And a police car took us back to our shitty hotel apartment thing. And my mom always talked shit on New Jersey. She was always like, New Jersey smells, New Jersey's bad. I'm all about New York. And her one childhood friend had moved to New Jersey and she called him up like crying being like, can we come stay with you? Oh my God. <laughs> so we went to his big, beautiful house in New Jersey and it was really fun. But like, I felt like I told too much of the story, but that moment of like, I felt like I should have stopped it because I kind of knew something bad was about mm -hmm. to happen, but I didn't understand what was going on. And that to see my dad so like powerless and scared and yeah. Yeah. So I picked one, but a really safe one to share. <laughs> That's a terrible memory, but it with a happy ending. Yeah. We're all alive. We're all alive. What's your most terrible? Most terrible? It's such I a weird know. way to phrase that question. Yeah, I don't know. I don't no know. good, not very good, very bad, terrible, terrible. memory. Um, I don't know. I have plenty of bad memories, but... You had so much time. I like painted a picture in that story too. Oh, you were listening. I was listening, and <laughs> so, and if you want to continue, no, I don't know. I, I mean, the most recent thing I can remember is all of your most treasured and most terrible memories are from like two days ago. They are. <laughs> You're like a goldfish. I have no memory. I only can think back to a week. Um. I feel like I've told all my terrible stories on this podcast. Right, you probably have. I think I had even told that story. I just tried to tell it in a different way. Well, the first time you told it in Spanish. So yes, I did it backwards. You did. I just well, I was in Austin for South by Southwest, <laughs> South by Southwest last <laughs> year, and uh, <laughs> what a great festival! <laughs> <laughs> the music, the light, the city is alive. Just alive. I've never been there. To Austin? Mm hmm I've it never been magic. to Texas. Can I tell you one thing about my parents? Yeah. I don't know why I'm talking about my parents so much. They're like the most open-minded, like progressive, liberal, live and let live people. My dad's like racist against Texas. <laughs> Whenever he finds out somebody's from Texas, he's like, oh. <laughs> bad people. So I thought everyone was like that. That's what culture is. Your parents say stuff and you're like that's what people think of course. and then i like met people who are from texas and i'd be like, like "Ooh!" and they're like you can't say that to yeah, my yeah, face yeah. and i'm like oh right <laughs> but they were terrible right yes yeah no i know some people from texas who are nice and i'm sure there's thousands of great people in texas <laughs> but not more than that <laughs> i don't know god bless them all we just alienated our entire texas fan base, fan base. waco is none too happy with the long shot right now Waco's when I was like, uh-oh, what's up with my childhood? Um, but I was in Austin, which was, I love that city. But long story short, it was the last night in town. We had a 7 a.m. flight. So me and Paige, who I work with, had to get back to the airport. We had to be at the airport like 6. And we're like, we're not going to pay for a hotel for that night. So we put all of our bags and stuff in Ugh. the hotel storage. Uh. We're out seeing some comedy with a bunch of people we were friends with. And then someone says jamie do you want to smoke some of this pot uh oh bad idea jeans like and i you know any of our listeners know that i have a love-hate relationship with that drug but being in that stress state where we have nowhere to go back to 
Like if I had a hotel room and like I get stoned to the point like I just can you go could back. just like throw water in your face and lay down for a second. So the two glaring things are I have nowhere to go back to. I'm gonna have to stay up for the next twelve hours um, to wait to get to the airport. And my stuff, including my laptop, is in like this precarious like hotel holding room where it's like clearly someone's gonna just take my laptop. And that's like my biggest fear is like someone's gonna take my laptop and now I'm on the ship. So now I'm getting high and I'm with a bunch of comics, some I know, some I look up to that I'm like don't want to look like an idiot in front of and we're walking around trying to find food and I'm getting more and more stoned and I, I don't have that like rock. I don't, well maybe, I forgot Paige was with us. Long story short, just stoned out of my brain walking you around the city. You feel like you had an ally. So powerless and um, no control of the situation. Didn't know where we were sleeping. We, were, uh, we ended up sleeping like with Andy Haynes and someone else in the, like their hotel room like for three hours before they had to leave. Anyway, it was miserable. The most terrible moment of my <laughs> life. Uh, poor Jamie got a little bit too stoned. Okay, moving on. It was sweepy. <laughs> Why don't we do one more and then we'll wrap up? Okay. Um, damn it. Mm. What were we on? We just did terrible. Jamie made a bad decision that he's made <laughs> hundreds of times in the past. And then he was at a festival <laughs> with music and with comedy. With famous comics. With famous comics. He had to drop famous. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, what would you change? Okay, let's start over because I didn't say any of the words correctly. <clears throat> and a one, and a two, and a one, two, three. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you are now living? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> yeah, because... That's so loaded. We don't have to dive into this whole thing, but how would you live? Is it about girls? Well, yeah, there would certainly be like there's not there's. Th- I mean, the no. whole point of that question is like whatever that is is what you should be doing now, right? But living completely fearlessly. There's no, there's no uh, agenda. This is just us falling in love, baby. You know. <laughs> But in a sense, we should be living the life that we, because we, we could die tomorrow. I know. I know. We know that what we should be doing. But what would you do? Um, I would dance a lot more. Whoa. This has become the, like, let's dance all the time podcast. I think it would just, the the thing that plagues that, me most than anything. I like, told you that Sean danced at the last Liquid Feet show, right? No. We, like, taught him choreography and stuff. It was cute yeah, as yeah, shit. I would imagine. Okay. And he took it, like, really seriously. Anyway. Just, I think even more so, not give a fuck what anyone thought about mm-hmm. anything. I certainly wouldn't be booking comedians at a comedy club. What would you be doing? Honestly, I think I'd be producing this podcast. <laughs> the Band Jam. <laughs> I think I'd just be answering questions on a podcast for you. Forever. Forever. Just making funny, silly, stupid yeah, shit yeah. and hanging out with people I love. Totally. That's it. You? Okay. Before we had dinner, I saw a sticker, like somebody posted on a sign, and it said, it was like in the style of a checklist, and it said, surf, yoga, beer. And I kind of was like, yeah. <laughs> Especially the beer part, man. <laughs> Six packs. 
but like, doesn't that sound tremendous? Yeah. To wake up, go surfing, do some yoga, hang out with your bros. <laughs> That's possible. I know. And I think I would take a dance class, perform. Trust fund, baby. <laughs> I want to be a douchebag. I think it's not a douchebag, but some people have money and are able to do that kind of stuff. But and some of them are probably fulfilled. I went when I was I went to Hawaii. But I also don't think I'd want to do that twenty four seven forever. But like, I think. Well, if you really love surfing, I think mm-hmm. you just replace surfing with. I mean, I, I don't know. It's been like twenty years. <laughs> it's weird to base my entire lifestyle on something I've done when I was twelve. Well, I think you can fill in the blanks. But when I went, I went to Hawaii with um, my ex girlfriend at the time and her family, and we went to this remote. She was your ex girlfriend at the time. No, no, no. She was that would be a lot yeah. awkward. My girlfriend at the time and her family, but. We were on this very desolate, like it was like a famous beach, and it's like you have to take this long road to get down, Ugh. and very few people live in. We I'm took a so hike where that. people literally live in the jungle, in these crazy hut Let's do things. it. And I remember seeing like this one dude who just like, and we, they probably hated us because we were like, kind of like the right. touristy. Right. But we were, I mean, you know, this, it, they were pretty savvy to like find this place because it was really remote. But this guy going out with a surfboard and, and, my ex girlfriend's dad just talked to him for a couple of minutes and he's like, Yeah, I just live in these crazy huts and I go out <laughs> surfing. But he was literally living a, a lifestyle where he surfs. On, I don't know. I was like, I'll never forget that. Have you seen the movie Mud? Yeah. Part of me was like, I could see myself being mud. <laughs> you do have McConaughey's cheekbones. <laughs> Thank you. No, um, but all that said, like, it sounds like I just want to hang loose. Totally. But there's something about that that's appealing, and I think it's just the grass is always greener. I'm sure if I was doing that 24-7, I would go insane because I would I like being busy on some level. It's finding a way, though. To balance it. Produce a show. The next day, let's go surfing and do yoga and have some beers. That's possible, though. Let's do it. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I know. That's what we're all trying to figure out. So you pick your projects. I mean, that's to me heaven. You know, I have a it house in Hawaii. It might have been like a Corona ad, but and it changed yeah. my life. <laughs> so Corona was getting into the street sticker <laughs> market. We got to be subversive, man. All right, I think this is a good time to take a break. Yep, I agree. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Hey, I'm Jamie Flam. And I'm Amber Kenny. And you're currently tuned into the best podcast in the world. The Long Shot Podcast. I like the host so much that I want to... He kissed the girl. <laughs> he kissed the girl. The point of these questions, I think, is like you keep repeating things about friendship and closeness that you start imprinting those qualities onto the person you're talking to in your head, I think. How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? You want to you wanna get there? I don't know. We can I feel great. About... She's rad. Yeah, she's rad. She, um, do, 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 do. she takes things on sometimes that it isn't necessary for her to. What I mean is, like, she'll just get, like, unnecessarily stressed out over 
other people's shit. And that used to bother me because it would like bother her. It was like this vicious cycle. But that's just how she expresses love and care. And that's what moms do. Yeah. Love your mom. And she's also super funny and super great. I thought she destroyed on this podcast. I gotta she's listen so to it. so funny. We have similar... Yeah, you have a funny mom too. I think my mom is the funniest and I appreciate it more and more. Mm-hmm. I mean, the earliest thing I'll ever remember, like she was the mom at the table like when we were like five and six, that if there was chocolate, it was going to be on her teeth so it looked like she like had no teeth. <laughs> and she had all the kids doing it. She was the one who taught us how to like make spitballs with, with straws. Oh, that's funny. Um, she, She's always laughing and making jokes and she's always been vulgar. Anyway, she's great. I would say my relationship with her is like I'm still such a fucking mama's boy in so many really? ways. Yeah. Like even the internet thing I was talking about earlier. Like oh, I don't know like, how to get the internet. You set up my internet. And I know I can't do that, but like I just someone figured it out for me. Right. She's she's always been a problem solver. No, but but going back to what we were talking about, like working hard for things, this sounds cheesy as fuck, but I mean it. I'm talking from experience as someone who's like trying to get their life together. Those things that seem impossible, like doing it yourself without anyone's help is going to feel like your best accomplishment. You're going to have a new most accomplished accomplishment. What the hell was the question? <laughs> you know well, what I'm like saying? Even, even like I'm 30 fucking eight years old, but you know, I got a car, my first new car last year for the first time, but like that was like widely brought on by her and you know, she was in the, uh, the room negotiating and all that stuff. And you know, I could do that on my own. Um, like just health insurance and stuff like that. She's Start like, doing that stuff on your own. Well, I, I, I do that I th- on my no, own. No, but I think it'll be good even for your self-esteem. Totally. I do that on my own, but it's just like so many of these things I still do just because she's like, Jamie, you have to do that. Right. And, and I, you know, I look up to her and trust her in a lot of ways, but also, yeah. Time to let go sometime. Little birdie's got to fight. She's just, she's just always, she's fought a lot of battles for me over the totally. years. And she loves doing Which it. Which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I think maybe some of the fact that you feel like you aren't great at fighting battles yes. is the fact that you've never fought any battles. That's true. Yeah, she's fought Whoa, a lot of Whoa, we're getting to the bottom of shit tonight. I just don't want any more battles. But that's not life. That's not is life, it? baby. <laughs> it is when you're surfing and drinking beer and doing yoga, man. <laughs> <laughs> the only battle is with. Your inner ego, which you shed tacos. through all those things. <laughs> the only battle is which kind of taco to get, man. <laughs> this episode has been brought to you by Wahoos. <laughs> and Corona. Corona or Coronitas. Who gets the Coronitas? Who gets Corona? I'm going to say it. I grew up in the city of Corona. It's my least favorite beer. Is it from Corona somehow? No. But just by well, name because- recognition? And when people started drinking in high school, when they would just be like, Good Corona, we lived there. Interesting. But it's not good. Like, maybe I shouldn't say this. Whatever. Be vulnerable. Be Speak your truth, Amber. Who cares if it upsets other people? People upset you all the time. Yeah. If I see a man, specifically a man, and I get it. This is sexism. Sorry. I'm speaking my truth. If I see a man order a corona at a bar i lose respect for them wow straight up you wouldn't want to have known 24 year old me no that's because you were 24 that's kind of what i'm saying well i think that it's water it's yellow water corona (laughs) i haven't had one in so long but i always thought it was fine put a lime in it no no is tecate better yeah really 
I think so. I don't know why I'm like this. No, I, I need to go things. surf and do yoga and drink beer. Fucking last night. Also, I'm allowed to not like one goddamn thing. I don't like Corona. You can not like anything you want. I like. A, I don't like a lot of things, but I have. I don't want to offend people. I've well, like trapped myself in a weird little web. Your Corona is my comic sans. Sans. What? But last oh, night, my next door neighbors. I use com- comic sans at work ironically to yeah. make fun of them but no one gets it of course not <laughs> comic sans so last night is my that how you say it what comic sans, sans okay. <laughs> comic sans um my next door neighbors had like the g- fucking acoustic guitar out probably some coronas and it was like a rap rock no jam sesh uh-uh. Ugh. the worst Anyway, I oh I started like an internet feud because at Cromfest, all of the music they were pl- like I was like all about like dance floor, dance floor, dance and dance 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 dance, and then all the music they played was like pop punk. Boo! Like what's it? Who's pop punk? I don't know. I couldn't even tell you. But like it's fine. I okay. I'm not a fan of pop punk, but it's cool if you are. But it. It's absolutely inappropriate for a dance floor. I was trying to dance to it, and it was just like, A, I was the only person, and I was like really struggling. And it's not normally hard for me to dance. What's your favorite thing to dance to? Literally anything else. <laughs> I like uh, like 60s dance music. Mm-hmm. Like soul is really fun to dance to. But anything modern. like Jug band. I could I I could get down. I think the hardest I've ever danced, the most fun I've ever had to dance was to um Zydeco. Ah. So what I'm saying is I could dance to anything. Except for pop punk. Well, don't play pop punk if you want people to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't get to me started about music. I can be the most you know, I know I'm not even a music dead. snob. Like so, I start doing that, and then people are like, "Oh yeah," and I'm like, "Oh, I don't know what you're saying. I just don't like pop punk." <laughs> I don't want to call out a name, but there's a comedian, um, a girl, and I think she's really funny, and I'm sure you know her. But she uh, she makes this joke about um, how like she'll be on a date, and she'll be like, if a guy she's like really pretentious about music, and if a guy says like the wrong band, like she's into a, like a certain kind of band on the first date, she's like, "I'm out." And the example she uses is Radiohead. Like she's like, so if someone says I like Radiohead, um, I'm I don't, like, I don't get the joke. Like, is it because it's too mainstream? First of all, I mean, you know, and and someone else, <laughs> another famous comic too, like like this thing is like, by the way, like like we all know that like Led Zeppelin sucks, and like I'm pretentious, but I also fucking like, those are good respect bands. the fuck out of Radiohead yeah. and Led Zeppelin, and it was like. God, you're another level where, like, that's too, like, like. I know. Sometimes when people say stuff, like, I granted, I just shit on Coronas and Pop Punk, but when, sometimes when people <laughs> go on, like, <laughs> I just shit on my entire, like, high school experience. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, I didn't drink in high school, though. Other people did. I really didn't. Um, but people sometimes will, like, will make, like, Okay, my friend Megan Keister, I'll I'll call her out. She shits on everything and she's hilarious. And I'm always like, you're cooler than me, so I guess you're right. But she like did this whole thing about um, liking Paul Simon except Graceland. And I was like, I like Graceland. Are we not allowed to like Graceland now? I understand that instinct too, because Graceland, I'm like, oh boy. Really? Am but I a nerd? Like a, I like.
like it. No, I respect it. It's a great album. And um, I don't. I guess I. Whenever people are like that, what I'm saying is, I just want to hear it. I just don't even get what's bad about it. Sometimes, sometimes I have to whisper to Jeff, like, "What's bad about this?" Well, song? that's where you. I think you get older too. It's like, I don't like my instinct too. Is like I'll be like with someone I think is really cool, and then like they're playing Dave Matthews. And then I'm like, oh. does that really happen? Yeah. Do you realize that you should not be playing this? And then I'm like, that's the what a dickhead thing to say. They don't give a fuck. Right. And they like, they this. like what they like. They Good like for what them. They like. And also, if we weren't going around judging people so much, we might be more secure in ourselves. Absolutely. It doesn't. Nothing matters. If someone likes someone, it's great. Yeah. And to me, it's like Corona and pop punk are probably like the equivalent of <laughs> Radiohead and Led Zeppelin in a weird way. Of <laughs> like. Anyway. Yeah, we could talk. We but just I didn't opened know, up a can of worms. We I mentioned this to someone, and that specific uh, Radiohead joke, and like, well, maybe they're they're being like the joke is that she's playing on herself because like, God, if you can't even like like Radiohead, then you're never gonna find a guy that likes you. Like it was more like her. That's like so herself. many layers. But to pick them as like a band like the shit, I'm like they're like one of the most innovative. Yeah. Bands of all time. Anyway, I'm not gonna sit here on my high horse and. Speaking of high horses, um, great gift for a kid. Uh, <laughs> high horse. All right. Have a good night, everybody. No Drive part? safe. No parting shot? I don't think so. I mean, we just talked for a long time. Okay. Bye, everyone. <laughs> we love you. We love you so much. <laughs> for past and future episodes of The Longshot Podcast, join us online at thelongshotpodcast.com.